Are you truly saved? Do you know for sure that you are right with God? This is a question that many people ask because in their natural self, they tend to doubt salvation and they don't know in their natural mind whether or not they're actually saved and they're on their way to heaven. But the Bible lets you know that you can know for sure whether or not you are saved and you are right with God. The problem that people have, and actually I should say the trap that people fall into, is that they think salvation is a mystery. They think that you don't know for sure whether you're saved, you'll find out once you get to heaven. That's what people think. They think they will find out for sure whether or not they were truly saved and were living right before God and are on their way to heaven when they get there. When they stand before the Lord. And that's not the case. You can know for sure whether or not you're saved. You can know for sure whether or not you're on your way to heaven. And what I come to do today is to help you realize that today. And help you figure out where you stand today in regards to your salvation. Are you saved? Are you on your way to heaven? Are you living right? If Jesus were to come back tonight you would be ready to go with him or are you not ready and you're in the you're on the opposite path you're on the broad path as the bible says that leads to destruction that's where i want you to get to today i want you to find yourself today as you watch this video i want you to know by the end of this video whether or not you're saved and if you're not come on to the path of righteousness make things right with god and get ready to go to heaven that's what I want to help you with today. Now, here is where I want to start. Let's start in 2 Corinthians 13. So the Apostle Paul is writing to Corinth, and he tells them in this chapter that he's getting ready to come visit them. Now, the church at Corinth and the Christians in Corinth had issues with sin. They had some serious issues with sin. And Paul deals with those issues in 1st and 2nd Corinthians. Now in this chapter, he tells them something very interesting. And let's go to verse 5. He says, watch this. Examine yourselves to see whether or not you're in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves? That Jesus Christ is in you. Unless indeed you fail to meet the test. I hope, verse 6, you will find out that we have not failed the test. So Paul tells them, he says, I'm on my way to you. I'll sum up the chapter. He says, I'm on my way to you. So what you need to do is examine yourself and test yourself to know whether or not you're truly in the faith, whether or not you're truly saved. And he says a couple verses later, he says, because if you don't do that, when I come, I'm going to have to deal harshly with you. I've told some of you already to stop sinning. So if you don't examine yourself and get the areas of your life in check that need to be put in check, when I come to you, it's not going to be so great. And I don't want to do that. I want to come to you and encourage you, not tear you down. That's what Paul says essentially in this chapter. So he says, in order to avoid that, examine yourself. And this is where I want to start because people wonder people either file into two categories these people they either wonder and doubt their salvation and don't know for sure if they're saved or 
the other group of people think they're saved, but aren't really. What do I mean by that? You know the people that doubt their salvation. I don't know. I really don't know. Sometimes I don't feel saved. I don't know if I'm right before God. I think there's some hidden sins in my life that I may have committed and don't know. So I don't, and they just don't have that assurance of their salvation. That's group one. But group two is, I'm saved. I love the Lord with all my heart. I'm a Christian. But their life screams worldly. Their life screams on their way to hell. Their life screams the complete opposite. And Paul says, examine yourself. Because when you examine yourself truly, not through your random lens, through the lens of the word of God, when you examine yourself, you will know for sure whether or not you're saved. And he says, test yourself, examine yourself, take a good look on the inside of yourself to see whether or not you're of the faith. And that's what I want you to do right now. Take a look on the inside of yourself and measure yourself against the word of God to see whether or not you're saved, whether or not you're secure in Christ, whether or not you're on your way to heaven. And I want to give you two things from the word of God. There's many more, but I want to give you two ways from the word of God that I think will sum this up to show you how you know for sure you're saved. So here's the first thing. And this is the first, this is where it all starts. How do I know if I'm truly saved? Number one, you have turned from sin and I've turned to Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter two, verse eight, you don't have to turn there, but it says for by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Watch this. You're saved by grace through faith. Grace, the Bible says, says grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So when Jesus Christ came on the earth, he brought the grace of God to man. And now... He has made that available for man to receive. So now what man has to do is receive that grace by faith and then they'll be saved. That's the first thing. You are saved by grace through faith. Jesus Christ has provided grace. He has gave you grace. He has made it available to every man and woman. And now what you have to do is receive it by faith. That's how you are saved. That is how you are saved. It is not by penance. It is not by doing things and trying to work your way to salvation. You're not saved by works. That's what the Bible says. You're not saved by works. You don't have to do anything to receive salvation. You don't have to work a certain amount of time to show God that you're real about this thing and you're And you know, you mean this thing and you actually want to be saved. And then by the end of this time period, or when God sees that you're actually serious about this, he'll grant unto you salvation. That's not how it works. It's a free gift from God. It is a free gift from God. And all you have to do is receive it by faith. Not, okay, yeah, you know, he has provided this grace and I think I'll receive it. No, no, by faith. I believe that he has come. I believe that he has extended grace towards me. Now I receive it by faith. Go to 
the book of Romans, chapter 10. Let's go there. So watch what the Apostle Paul says in Romans 10, verse 9. He says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then you'll be saved. For with the heart, verse 10, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. So there's that faith thing again. As I read to you earlier, we're saved by grace through faith. Grace has been provided and now we receive it through faith. And Paul says that if you believe in your heart, that's faith in action. You believe in your heart that God has raised Christ from the dead, then you'll be saved. And then it doesn't just stop there. You confess with your mouth. You confess that with your mouth. Then you will be saved. So as I said, how you know, number one, you're saved, you have had a time in your life where you have turned away from sin and have turned to Christ by receiving the gift of salvation, by receiving grace through faith. You have had that moment in your life where you have believed in your heart that Jesus Christ is who he says he is. He has come in the flesh. He came and he died a criminal's death on the cross. And on the third day, God raised him from the dead. And he did that to save you from sin. You believe that in your heart. You weren't there. You didn't witness it. You were not alive in that time period. But you know for a fact, beyond a shadow of a doubt in your heart, that he did that. And he did that for you. And you believe that. But it doesn't just stop there. You believe that in your heart. And then you confess it with your mouth. Why is that? Because when you truly believe something, it'll come out of your mouth. If you don't truly believe something, you won't say it. But if what you believe will come out of your mouth, that's why a lot of Christians, when they say, oh, you know, I believe that God is a healer or, you know, God wants to prosper his children, but then their confession is messed up. When you catch them, their confession is, I'm so sick. I'm so poor. I'm so messed up. Ugh, you know, life is so trash. You don't truly believe that. That's just something you're rehearsing because you heard somebody say it. But you don't truly believe it on the inside of your heart. What you truly believe is coming out. You believe that God just wants you to stay in, in your messed up situation. That God just wants you to stay sick. God just wants you to stay poor. This is the same way it works for salvation. When you believe in your heart, it will come out of your mouth. That's number one, how you know that you're saved. You had a time in your life where you confessed your sin before God and you believed in your heart that Jesus was who he said he was and Jesus came for you and you made that confession with your mouth. The Bible tells you that when you do that, you are saved. You are saved. This is why we have altar calls in church. So people can put this verse into action. This is why when preachers preach and we make altar calls for people to come to Christ, this is this verse in action. So people can come together. They, and get, they believe in their heart. That's why they're coming down to the altar. So now they confess with their mouth. Then they're saved. Just like that. And when they do that, 
It doesn't matter what their background was. It doesn't matter where they came from. It doesn't matter how messed up of a sinner they were before that time. When they do that, they are just as saved as every single other person in that church congregation or every single other person there that's saved in that setting. That's it. That's it. And it seems like, oh, it got to be something so great and something so grandiose. No, it doesn't. That's the way God ordained for people to come into the kingdom. So I'm letting you know, first of all, that if you have not had a time in your life where you've confessed your sin before God and confessed that Jesus Christ was Lord and he came in the flesh to save you and he was risen from the dead, then that's where you need to start. Because the Bible tells you plainly that if you believe in your heart and you confess this with your mouth, then you'll be saved. So that's the first thing. You have to have a time in your life where you put this scripture into action. But here's the second thing. The second way that you know that you're saved is obedience to God's commands. And this is something that seems, you know, you know, oh, I know that. Of course, you got to be obedient to the commands of God. But a lot of people don't put that into action. How you know somebody is saved Number two is if they're obedient to God's commands. Because here's the thing. Many people have stood at an altar at a time in their life and and believed that in their heart and made that confession. But over time, circumstances and situations have come up and they have stopped living for the Lord. They have stopped living righteously. And they have turned away from the faith. They're now living back in sin. But, hey, I made that confession. I believed it in my heart. I was at an altar one time, so now I'm saved. After you do that, after you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you have to walk out salvation. You have to live every day to meet the Lord. It is not, okay, I made this, and I did this, and I accepted Jesus Christ, so now I can go out and live however I want. No, 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 no. You start there, but now you begin to walk on the path of righteousness every day until Jesus Christ comes back. Your actions prove that change that has taken place on the inside of you. The change that happened when you accepted Jesus Christ, the new creation that you became when you accepted Jesus Christ is proven by the way you act and by your actions. That's how it's proven. And a lot of people would be like, I beg to differ. But that's what the Bible tells you. Watch what, watch what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 3. He says, and by this, we know that we have come to know him. How? How do we know that we know him and we're saved? If we keep his commandments. Understand that. Somebody cannot say that they're saved and they're on their way to heaven If they are not living like they're on their way to heaven. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 3 that the person who has an eager expectation that they're going to be like Jesus when he returns will keep themselves pure just as he is pure. You don't say you're saved and then act the complete opposite. We have a lot of people like that in the world today. You see it all throughout Hollywood living like hell 
putting out hellish music, doing everything contrary to the word of God. But when the award shows come up and they win their award, well, I thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I just thank him so much. You know, he's the best thing that ever happened to me. And I thank him for this opportunity. And I thank God for it. But your life says otherwise. And this is how the enemy deceives many people. (laughs) This is how the enemy deceives many people. To think that they're on their way to heaven and they're actually not. Your actions have to line up with the word of God. The way you act has to line up with the commands of God. Your obedience to God's commands prove your salvation. Jesus said, I believe it was in Matthew 7, 21. He said, not everybody who says unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Not everybody who calls his name, not everybody who says, oh, you know, I'm a Christian, not everybody who says that in a word will make it into heaven. But he says, it's only the ones who do the will of my father that will make it. It's only the ones who are obedient to him that will make it. And that's what I want you to understand. Secondly, that you have to walk in obedience to the commands of God. You have to live right before God. Or your salvation that you think you have is in vain. Great. You got the confession part down pat. Number one. Get that part down pat. But next, begin to walk that thing out. Walk out salvation. Live right through the power of the Holy Spirit. Walk that path of righteousness every day until Jesus Christ comes back. Because if you say that you're a Christian and you're a believer, but your life and your actions say otherwise, then you're just deceiving yourself. Do not become that person. Do not fall into that trap of the enemy. Do not believe the lie of the enemy that tells you that you could be saved but live however you want. If your life lines up with this book, That's how you know. If your actions line up with this book, that's how you know. If you're obedient to the commands of God, that's how you know. If sin is far from you, that's how you know. A believer cannot live in sin. And I know there's that we sin every day crowd. And that crowd that says, oh, you know, you know, we just live in sin. You know, we sin every day before God a thousand times have I failed you. No, 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 no. That's another lie of the enemy. And I tell you this. Not to beat people over the head. I tell you this so that you will not fall into these traps. And so that you will be on your way to heaven. And that you won't fall into the lies and the deception and the trap of the enemy. If you are a believer, the Bible tells you clearly and plain as day. That if you are a believer, you do not live in habitual sin. You do not continuously sin. 1 John 3, let's go there. Watch what he says in verse 7. He says, verse 7. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, it shows, watch this, that they belong to the devil. Stop right there. When people do what is right, It shows that they are righteous. But if somebody continues, continuously, continuously, habitually, watch that. When somebody habitually sins, makes a habit of it, then they show that they do not belong to God. It doesn't matter what they say. If sin 
is not out of your life and you are living in habitual sin, then you do not belong to God. You don't because you know what should happen and you know what is supposed to happen when you stand at an altar and believe in your heart and confess with your mouth and accept Jesus Christ as Savior, you receive, thank you God, you receive His power and ability to live right. You receive an impartation of His power and His ability to live according to His commands. He doesn't tell you to walk in obedience with His command, walk in obedience to His commands knowing that you can't do it in your own power and just says, do it or you ain't making it to heaven. He doesn't do that. He gives you the power. He gives you the power to as many as received him. He gives them the power to become the sons of God. He gives you the power to live the way that he wants you to live. All you have to do is receive it and begin to walk it out. That's what he does. So when you continue in sin, it shows that you have not accessed that power because that's what should happen when you receive Jesus Christ. And you need to tap into that power so that you can live holy and righteous before God. He says, but the son of God, verse eight, came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning. Watch that. Because God's life is in them. They don't make a practice of sinning because the life of God that frees you from the power of sin lives on the inside of you. Amen. That is good news to you. You don't have to live in sin and you should not live in sin and God does not want you to live in sin because when you receive Jesus Christ, the life of God that sets you free from sin's power is deposited on the inside of you. God's life is in them. So they can't, there it is, they can't keep on sinning because they're children of God. Sin goes completely against your new creation nature. It goes completely against your new nature. Sin is not found in the new creation. It's not found. And when you don't put to death the deeds of your flesh, when you don't put to death and bring your flesh under subjection, You let that run wild even after you've been saved and you're not taking care to not answer your flesh and not give in to the desires of your flesh. Then that comes back up and then there's sin again. And you get messed up all over again. Don't do that. So they can't keep on sinning because because they're children of God. Verse 10. So now we can tell. Now we can tell. How do you know if you're saved and how do you know if you're not saved? He tells you right here in this chapter, by this, verse 10, we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. So people can say what they want. People can think what they want in their mind. If you live in sin and you're living in habitual sin, you don't belong to God and something needs to change. But if you live right before God, you're obedient to his commands, then guess what? You're a child of God. You're a child of God. If you're walking in holiness and walking in righteousness, then you're a child of God. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. That's how you know. So when people bring it, when people say, you know, we sin every day and, you know, 
A thousand times have I failed the Lord. And as long as you live in your flesh, you're going to battle sin. This chapter tells you otherwise. This passage tells you otherwise. Sin does not have to be found in the life of a believer. And it should not be found in the life of a believer. We don't sin sometimes and then we're good today and then the next day we're in sin and then the next day we're righteous. It doesn't work like that. You can live a life completely free from sin. Once you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and receive the life of God on the inside of you, guess what? You don't have to go back to sin. People don't like when people say that, but that's all right. You don't have to go back to sin. You can stop sinning. It's possible as a believer. Hear me when I say this. It is possible to stop sinning. It is possible to cut your relation off with sin. It is possible. Don't listen to what anybody else says because the life of God has been put on the inside of you. You're not doing it in your own ability. And there is no sin in God. There's no sin in Jesus Christ. So when you receive that life, you receive the ability to live free from sin. You receive the ability to put to death the deeds of your flesh and live righteously before God. So I tell you this because I want you to, as the Bible says, to begin to examine yourself even now. As you're watching this video, take a deep look on the inside of yourself right now. Are you living holy? Has there ever been a time in your life where you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Have you done what the Bible says? Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Have you done that? And are you living in obedience to the commands of God? Because if you don't have those two things in check, then... You're not saved. But the good news about it is it doesn't stop there. The good news about it is that you can get that in check today. It does not have to stop there. You look on the inside of yourself. You let the Holy Spirit shine a light on the inside of you. And you see, I'm not, I'm not living right before God. I've been living a different life. Well, guess what? You can change that today. It is not too late. Today's the day of salvation. And today is your opportunity to make things right with God. Today is your opportunity to turn away from sin and turn to Jesus Christ and receive that life that gives you the power to live free from sin. Today's your day to receive that. And I want you to receive that. So if you're watching this video right now and you know that there are things that you have to get right with God. There's areas of your life that are not consecrated to the Lord. You're not living holy. You're not living righteous. Sin is still very much a part of your life. Then this is your day to turn things around. This is your day to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and begin to walk on the path of righteousness. And I want you to put what Romans 10 says into effect with me right now. I want you to pray with me right now and do what the Bible says so that you can come into the family of God and be saved and be forgiven of all your sins and know for sure today that you're on your way to heaven. If that's you, I want you to pray this prayer after me right now, sincerely from your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to sacrifice his life for my sin. I believe that he died and was raised back to life for me. So I ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. 
Now I receive the power to live holy until you return. I am no longer a sinner, but I am a child of God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you just prayed that prayer with me and you responded to the Holy Spirit's call to be saved, maybe for the first time or you're recommitting your life to Him, I want to help you begin to walk this path out. You don't have to do the load. There's a page on my website called I'm Saved Now What? And I want you to go there through the link in the description and go there and fill out the form on that page. And I want to send you a little free gift to help you begin to walk out this path of holiness. Because when you get saved, you can get to the point where you're like, okay, I turned away from sin, now what do I do next? We don't wanna leave you hanging, but we wanna help you begin to grow in Christ. So go to that page, fill that form out, it'll send to me, send your prayer request, we'll begin to pray for you every day, and I'll send you something personally that will help you begin to walk this thing out. Go ahead and do it. God bless you. Thank you for making the best decision of your life. Welcome to the family of God. I hope you enjoyed that and you were blessed by that teaching today. I cannot cover that extensive topic and this great topic of the believer's authority over sin in one video. The video would be hours and hours long. But I got a solution to that problem. I just came out with this book a couple months ago. It's called Undefiled, Understanding Your Authority Over Sin. And I cover this topic about how you know if you're truly saved. And I cover a lot more about the topic of sin and the believer's authority over sin in this book. If you haven't got your copy of this book, get it. Get it. I promise you it will bless you. And I'm not just saying that. I actually had an opportunity a couple weeks ago to give away over 100 copies of this book. And I kid you not before God, I have heard many people say that they pick this book up and they just intend to read a chapter for a little bit and they can't put it down. They cannot put it down and the revelation of the believer's authority over sin blows their mind. And I am not joking when I say that, I am not exaggerating when I say that. I go to church on Sundays and people that have got this book pull me aside and they're like, Marlon, this book is good. And I'm telling you, the word of God shows you that you can have complete authority over sin. And I just show you through the word and use the scriptures to show you that God has given you the power to live free from sin. And you don't have to have that we sin every day mentality. You don't have to struggle with sin another day longer. So if you enjoyed that video and you want to learn more about this topic, get this book today. The link is in the description and the link is coming up on the screen right now. The QR code is coming on the screen right now. So go ahead and get your copy right now. Buy this, give it to a friend, and I thank you so much. God bless you. What's up everybody? It's Marlon Benjamin and I want to challenge you to consider becoming a partner with this ministry today. You know, our partners commit to praying for us continuously and they connect their finances to this ministry on a monthly basis. You know, God has allowed us to preach some powerful services over this past year and we have seen God demonstrate his power in mighty ways and we have seen people get saved and come into the kingdom of God. We've also been able to expand the reach of the gospel through YouTube, the podcast, and I'm saved. Now what? 
which helps us connect to those who are being saved through our online ministry and get them on the path of righteousness and help them begin their walk with Christ. We last year, we just connected ourselves and became partners with Lester Summerall's Feed the Hungry. And we are providing meals to those who are in need on a monthly basis. So I want you to consider, prayerfully consider, becoming a partner of this ministry today. You can click the link in the description or go to marlinbenjamin.net, hit the Give Now page, and go to the partnership page. And you can see what we're doing and become a partner today. Thank you so much and God bless you.